dream big, it's okay. What I find with individuals, especially with those um, trying to struggle uh, financially, um, they have not discovered their why just yet. And what I find is that individuals who are in the position to where their finances are more in an emergency state, they don't see past the next check. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Tina Smith of The Financial T. Tina, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about today. I'm very excited as well. You're doing so many phenomenal things. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Tina so you can hear about some of those awesome things that she's doing. And does that make sense? is one of the questions she asked to make sure the message of financial improvement is getting through. She is passionate about educating young professional clients to motivate them to act in improving their current financial situation. She's a military veteran, wife, mom, and serves as a deacon at her church. She's also the author of It's Your Turn, Walk in Your Financial Purpose. Tina, great to have you on. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Let's do it. I can't wait. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Oh, I love being able to share this because I believe that if I can uh, step out on my own in the financial industry, anybody can step in their own, um, depending upon, you know, what their gifts and talents and purpose is. But for me, um, I was working with a financial firm uh, for about five years. Now, I do recognize that I was a client of said firm for about 13 years before I decided to uh, become an agent or an advisor with that particular company. Um, fast forward five years from the moment that I started, and uh, I decided to write a book, uh, like you had mentioned. And the unfortunate thing is the company that I was with didn't support that effort about me being a, an investment broker and writing a book about, you know, why it's important to do your money right and, and how to manage it properly. Um, so we parted ways and um, I decided that I didn't want to stop helping people um, improve their financial status. I wanted to keep going. And so uh, I found a way to do just that. So um, I believe the reason why that I started being a financial coach was because as I left the firm that I was adjoined to, I found that companies like the one I left and others were increasing um, the minimum requirements to become clients. And so if you wanted help on managing your finances, having a good spending plan, if you wanted help reducing your debt, you couldn't join those agencies unless you had a particular net worth or a particular level of annual income. And the people that I was working with um, didn't have those um, criteria, if you will. And so I wanted to make sure that I still did the important work of helping individuals uh, improve their financial situation. And so that's my CEO story. So if anybody listening uh, believes that, you know, they have a passion, they have a purpose and other people um, will need, you know, what that gift, what that purpose is, um, I highly recommend considering stepping out and seeing you know, how you would be able to help as many people as you can still using, um, you know, your gift, your gift, your purpose, and also the competence that you have, because there is um, a lot of folks who need 
you. Um, I wanted to drill down a little bit more. I know I touched on it a little bit about like how you serve your clients, how your gifts come out and your, your competency and your excellence. Could you take us through a little bit more about the financial tea and what you do to support your clients? Thank you so much for asking that question. Um, first, I always like to say about the financial tea is that we are an independent um, friend in the financial industry. What I mean by that is we do not sell any products. Um, I don't consider my book as a product per se, but we don't sell products, but we do. Um, talk with our clients concerning the best way to manage their dollars, you know, having a good spending plan. How is it that we're able to optimize the income that we have coming in and then spending the least amount of dollars? Uh, we do help with um, budgeting. Debt reduction um, is super huge, especially, you know, in this market of home purchasing. Uh, individuals want to go ahead and, you know, start planning on either buying their first home um, or going a level up. So individuals are looking to possibly move from, you know, an apartment to, you know, a townhome or, you know, going forward. And we're helping them reduce their debt in a way to where they're able to have not only from a debt to income ratio uh, be improved so that mortgage lenders will, you know, consider them favorably, but then also monitor the distance between what the limit is to either a credit card or something like that and minimize that balance. So we need to create that distance between the two so that um, mortgage lenders would see that you're in control and, you know, have more favor, you know, towards you in an interest rate situation. But we also serve the community by teaching employees about the importance of managing your money outside of the um, employer-sponsored plan so that inside the employer-sponsored plan, you can absolutely optimize. So let's say, for instance, if you work for the federal government, um, the um, thrift savings plan, or you might know it as TSP, um, matches your matches the contribution. So if you, as a federal employee, provide or contribute six percent to your employer-sponsored plan, known as TSP, then the government and the agency will then also match you up to five percent. But what I find is employees don't understand the system enough to where they're able to say, hmm. If I do my 6%, then the government will match me at five, then wow, I have then made 11%, of course, six plus five, right? But because you're not, because employees aren't optimizing what's going on outside of their finances, like, you know, what they're, you know, spending their money on outside, maybe they can see initially that they can only afford 2%. But if you only do 2%, then the government is only going to match you two. So now you got four. So how did we get from four to 11? And so being able to help employees really understand not only how to optimize as far as contributions, but also how to be proactive in the funds of choice. And so a lot of people don't understand that you can be proactive and make changes and you just don't have to accept whatever, you know, the, the, the plan put you in. You can do some research and you can figure out what it is that you can do to see your money grow better for you while you're asleep. And so we train employees on how to do that. So that's another way we serve the community is by going into um, small businesses and teaching employees exactly how to optimize. When we do that, there's a benefit for the employer because if there's a match, the more matching opportunity there is for the employer, the lesser the um, tax burden. So we're able to, it's a win-win-win all the way around. So that's how we serve our community. It's absolutely mm -hmm. huge. So I love um, that you do that. And so I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And you might have already touched on this, but this is what you feel kind of sets either you or your organization apart and makes it unique. Yes. And I love um, 
answering these kinds of questions because of course the initial thought process of, of course we're the best or whatever but i would say that my secret sauce and that anyone listening to this um, could find that same sauce is picking a demographic that you can help the most in our uh in our firm our favorite demographic to help is a millennial professional so these are individuals who are ages 25 to 35. These are individuals who either starting their career uh, or individuals who are finally looking at themselves as a full on adult and have full on adult responsibilities and need to get this thing right because they did they messed it up in their, in their 20s. Um, so our niche market, if you will, is the millennial professional. Do we help everyone? Yes. However, the millennial professional does things that my generation don't do. Take, for instance, my generation and I'm 46, by the way, my generation we don't just go on vacation to an overseas location just because. We go maybe later in life, but not, not in our 20s or 30s. We didn't even have those aspirations. Um, we were taught old school to where you work for a particular organization, you got your pension, you stayed there till you died, you stayed an employee until further notice. But young professionals these days, they're okay with saying, you know what? I don't like being an employee. I'm gonna start my own company with like zero fear. And I'm gonna to go to, you know, Acapulco, I don't know. And I'm gonna enjoy life now. I'm not gonna wait until I retire at age 55, 65. I'm gonna do it now. And so with us, we really enjoy the millennial spirit. We just don't want the millennial to go into debt to do these things that they're gonna do anyway. Um, so that's what really makes us different. So that's our secret sauce. And I recommend any um, CEO um, or, or owner of a company to find that one demographic that you can actually help that you are so in tune with. And the reason why I have such a huge heart for the millennial professional, this may be ingredient number two to the secret sauce, but I've been there. I've done that. I had I had hired my first financial coach at age 25. I know what it's like to be making no money and still trying to figure out how, the, how to make ends meet and have $2 left over uh, the night before payday, right? Instead of trying to, you know, wait right at the ATM uh, you know, so that um, <laughs> overdraft didn't hit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when I was 25 years old, I was making 19, yes, one nine thousand dollars a year gross. Okay. So I don't want to make anybody believe that I just had some, you know, money sitting around. I didn't, but it was important to me at that age and at that um, income bracket to hire somebody to help me figure this thing out, to say, look, I don't know what I'm doing. There's got to be more to this. There's got to be a way that I can save and have my money work for me while I sleep. And sure enough, there was a way and someone coached me. So now I call myself paying it forward or back. And in some cases, people may think, because now I'm reaching back to you know the other 25 year olds and saying, you got this, let me show you how. Been there, done that. So it's important for me to share my testimony as far as um, you know, making sure individuals know that I'm not just over here talking about what I've been trained on, what I've read, um, you know, the tests that I took and all the certifications that I have in X, Y, and Z. This is, this has been a walk. So this is me running the marathon. And if you're a runner, I'm not, but if you're a runner, um, this, this may um, hit you, it, it may hit you different. So you're running a marathon and, you know, you maybe have passed somebody struggling and they were breathing hard, you know, back at mile 17. You finish and you're like, yes, I've done my 26 point whatever miles you turn around and go back to get that person that was struggling. That's me. That's that person that's going back and going and getting that person that was struggling. I've, I've arrived to a particular point where, you know, if, if I don't want to, you know, do this, I can stop and we'll be fine. And, you know, I don't have to earn any dollars, but 
I have to go back. I have to be, you know, that person who finished to turn right around and go help that next person who was wheezing back there. And, and you know, you have, you, I'm sure you know people, Gresham, who are financially literally wheezing. And so it's up to, you know, somebody like me and other folks in our profession to be able to turn around and say, let me show you the way. Because otherwise, if I don't show you, you probably won't believe me and do anything that I say. But if I, but if I tell you my story and show you exactly where I've been and where I am at now and say, this could be you, then, you know, that I think is a motivation that, you know, um, surpasses, you know, just talking about it. I hope yeah. that makes sense. Does that make sense? Make perfect sense. I okay, appreciate great. you for sharing that. Cause I think so many times we forget that the journey we go through in life is not just for us. Sometimes yeah. it's for others and for uh, us to be able to connect with, you know, so many people. So truly appreciate that. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I would say what makes me, Oh, delegating. Oh my goodness. That was so hard for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, um, I felt as if I didn't make a lot of money in my firm when I first started that I couldn't afford to delegate. But in actuality, me delegating helped me so much and it actually brought more clientele. I like to say that my office manager, AKA my mother, um, she is a backbone. She allows me to go and you know shake hands, kiss babies. Uh, so that way I'm able to go out and prospect uh, you know, and whatnot. And then I've also hired on other talent um, you know, within our firm. So uh, I have um, a multicultural team here. Um, we're onboarding two other coaches and we've got two coaches currently on board. And, you know, each one has their specialty. We've got uh, Shamika, whose specialty is budgeting and saving. Kevin, whose specialty is debt reduction. I love um, that hack. And, and I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. Okay. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you happen to a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Dream big dream big. It's okay. What I find with individuals, especially with those um, trying to struggle uh, financially, um, they have not discovered their why just yet. And what I find is that individuals who are in the position to where their finances are more in an emergency state, they don't see past the next check. Um, And when I start removing the scales from the eyes, if you will, to allow people to see that if you peel back all this stuff, what is that big dream that you have? It could be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. But set that as your finish line, if you would. I absolutely um, appreciate that nugget. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Tina, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO to me doesn't mean that you're the boss. It means that you're a servant. You're here to serve individuals, regardless of what the business is. Um, appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Absolutely. Um, right now, go to thefinancialt.org. That is T-H-E-F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L, the letter T.org. You can find out all the awesome stuff that we're doing. You can also go there to purchase my book, It's Your Turn, Walking Your Financial Purpose. Um, You can also, um, if you're on social media, I'm already there, right? So Facebook, at The Financial T, Twitter, at The Financial T, Instagram, at underscore, I'm at the underscore financial underscore T. I'm also YouTube, search me. 
LinkedIn at The Financial Tea. You cannot miss me. If you are on social media, I'm already there and I can't wait to connect with you. Absolutely. Especially for all you millennials out there. I know you're already there. So um, yes. I'm speaking as a millennial as well, too. Oh, so <laughs> so we will make it even easier, have the links and information in the show notes, Wonderful. too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But truly appreciate all the work that you do, the transparency and authenticity that you had and you brought to us today, too. I think that's wonderful. Um, and a reminder that, you know, people aren't alone. So thank yes. you so much for the work that you do. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.